Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and that ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Monday. How are you, my friend? Man, ready to kick off another week of futuristic goodness here. I like our title title of day. This is a good one. Yeah, well, we've got a fun week lined up, and we're going to start and end with our hard problem of reality. We've talked a lot about the hard problem of consciousness, and I think over the last year or so, we've come to the conclusion that the other hard problem that we're only just kind of getting our head around that we face is the hard problem of reality. So we've put together a bunch of stories about reality, taking, looking at it from different, different angles. But we start with a pretty good one, and we end with a pretty good one, and then we'll, we'll tackle some of, the, some of the problems in the middle. And that gives us a what? <laughs> that gives us that 80-20 Pareto principle, right? I mean, oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about the Pareto principle in sandwich terms, but it is, isn't it? You know, it's like you Yeah, a little to, bit. Yeah. We put 10% on one side and 10% on the other, and we deal with the problems in the middle. Or we'll <laughs> that's right. All the good stuff in the middle. That's right. Yeah. So we got our reality sandwich, and the the good stuff in this case is the bread, and the Troubling stuff is the meat, so it's a it's a disreputable sandwich, that's for sure. But uh, no, no, no need to push the metaphor too far. We'll just let's it just dig like into this. Push a little too far already, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, let's stay with it then. Let's see how let's see right. how far we can beat this thing. No, here we go. Okay, so our first story: report Apple AR headset coming in 2020 with brand new iOS. Now, no big surprise here because we knew that when the new iOS came out and they added this. AR toolkit to it that we were going to be hearing and seeing a lot more about augmented reality on the Apple platform. So not surprising that they're coming out with an AR headset. Right. Question right. is, mean, is this no going one, to be the one no one people you to walk accept? Around. Yeah. No one expects you to walk around all day holding your iPhone in front of you, AR, you know, to get your AR that way. Uh, it, it, so yeah, it's it's sort of like the least surprising announcement ever uh, that there's going to be some sort of headset. But uh, yeah, that, uh, they're they're not talking about the distant future, are they? Uh, um, you know, 2019. That's the year. At, you know, tw- you know, that's just one year basically from now, a year and a few months, and uh, then to have uh, start shipping uh, the year after that. This is, so it's just right around the corner, really. And in, in, in tech speak, that's just that's pretty close. Well, when you consider that, how long ago did Google Glass crash and burn? Right, that's been two or three what years couple, ago. What, what a couple of years ago now? Yeah, so that will that will put this four or five years after Google Glass, and obviously right. they're looking squarely at that as the thing that they don't want to have happen. So right. Right. all we have now well, is the the concept. In 2018, we'll see it, and probably, or we'll see pictures of it. In 2019, they'll, they'll formally announce it, and then in 2020, we'll have it. So there's going to be a big, a big ramp up to this thing. But yeah, I would say, talking even this far out, that's, that's very cautious. Apple's being very cautious with this thing. Well, you know, they, they, uh, they want another iPhone-level success, and they don't want a Newton failure, right? I mean, that's, they're trying to 
make sure they don't and they they go more iPhone than Newton on this deal, and, and you can't blame them for that. And that's the way it is sometimes with great ideas. There, there's a, some high profile failures before you get to the uh, the iPad. You know, the the Newton was an early early attempt at something that eventually the idea eventually became the the iPad, right? And, exactly. Which is a hugely successful product. And uh, it, really, to get to the iPad, they, they really developed uh, much of the technology first for the iPhone and uh, the iPod, too. Uh, but it, they, they had to go through some various steps before they could deliver a product that delivered, you know, that gave us the, uh, uh, what the Newton had, a, an early, you know, the early promise of the Newton. So, anyway, it's... it's uh, it's a process, and they want to they they want to success with this. And I can't blame them for taking their time. Well, they they want to see to it that Google Glass is the is the Newton in that story. And yeah, let Google uh, put out the Newton for them, right? <laughs> That's right. Let let them let them have done that. And now it'll be a few years later, and this will be the successful product. And the big question is, well, will it? AR is a great idea. But walking around with dorky-looking glasses is not a great idea. <laughs> and so, well, so and also walking around with a with a camera facing the world—that's an obvious camera that puts mm-hmm. everybody on defensive, right? There's just no good etiquette for that yet, right? I mean, I suppose if the entire world started wearing uh, cameras, then we'd all get used to it. But you don't want to be that one dork that's courting everyone without their permission, right? Yeah, and uh, in, in, in an obvious way, and uh, that's what Google Glass was. And it was not. It was so. It was not popular with everyone else. Well, but it's hard to say what would a, what would a, an AR headset be that didn't have that. That wasn't that. What would it yeah, be you that? have to have the camera, right? Yeah. You just yeah. and, and the way you do it, I, I, I think what you end up having to do is make make it so not obvious that you know it's a camera that people forget that there's a camera, right? And uh, you know, I think I think that's ultimately what you have to do at least initially, to overcome that hump, right? Because And then once everybody's doing it, no one cares at that point. You've crossed a threshold. There's like a, not an uncanny valley, but there's some sort of valley involved there that you've got to get across, and maybe it's an etiquette valley, right? Um, oh, okay, see, you know what? The whole sandwich is bad, All, even the bread here, come to think of it, all right? Because it's really, right, these these middle stories are all kind of dystopian, but what you're describing is a little dystopian too, right? What you're saying is the big bit, corporate yeah. conglomerate needs to figure out a way to make us not notice that we got a camera on us all the time, and then we'll be okay with it, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's it's a much different world now, Phil, just because everyone you know, well, everybody's carrying one all the time, around sure. with them at all times, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that's uh, and it's. I, I tell you, it's transformed my job. There's there's not a person that walks into my office to report they've been in an accident that doesn't have pictures. Right, you know. Right, I mean, and and sometimes video, and so it's 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 a different. Well, world. in fact, that's and, uh, probably the way you can sell this, right? You can yeah. sell this as, look, uh, my kid's going to wear one of these because then nobody can mess with my kid, right? Yeah, a, uh, yeah. You can't bully this kid. You maybe you know maybe one time you get bullied. Yeah, it's a direct line to me and to the police and the whole controversy over police violence, right? It's like, well, now whether they've got their dash cams on, whether they've got their personal yeah. cameras on there's going to be cameras on them all yeah, the time right they'll, they'll know <laughs> so there'll be uh, you know be, be a thousand rodney kings the first year and then after that maybe police departments get their acts together right or, yeah or, exactly so you know there, there there is definitely an upside to the surveillance state 
to you know to the Panopticon, but yeah, well, they're going to have to sell it. The opposite of the surveillance state, Phil. This is the the state that's being surveilled in a lot of cases. Right? I, I said the surveillance state, where where the surveillance ah, is both yeah, ways. Okay. Explain that term, surveillance state. Yeah, it's where the surveillance is both ways. We're surveilling each other, right? Gotcha. So it's the. Yeah, it's the it's the transparent world where yeah they're watching us all the time, but we're watching them all the time too. So yeah, um, it's still going to be hard to sell. Well but but if anybody can do it, I think maybe watch. Apple can because like they'll it. make it cool, right? That's the yeah. Make it make it where it doesn't look like a you know some sort of dorky thing on your on some on your face where you can wear it without looking stupid, and uh, I think uh, it'll be widely adopted. If there's anything Apple can do well, it's take technology and make it look good. Right. You know, that's sort of that's sort of their niche. So AR has huge promise, and you know, hopefully, this will deliver on it. Well, it it has huge promise, but there is definitely a certain amount of risk involved with it too. And right. since we're since we're hitting the the risk side of these things, I think we have to we have to acknowledge that around AR. The thing about the thing about AR, and we'll end with VR here tonight, talking about being completely immersed in other realities. The thing about AR is it's going to be a matter of being always on in a way that even now we aren't currently. And we're always on anyway, right? right? Everybody's walking around with this right. rectangle in front of their face. But but now it's like you put it on and the rectangle's inescapable, right? You're going to be uh, still still in this world, but with the digital layer now between you and the world in a way that it hasn't been before, right? Well, it, it, may, it may be better, though, Phil, because right now people are walking around looking down at their rectangles, right? Yeah, from a public safety standpoint, it might be better, sure, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> now at least you're continuing to look at the world. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I, think that's, I think that's true. But you're never going to see the world yeah. without, without that layer in between as long as you've got, yeah. uh, as as you got that headset on. So is that bad? Is that dangerous? Well, let's talk about it. Let's, let's look at some of, these, some of these other things that have been going on. And I've actually lumped these two together while we were talking. They were, they were separate before, but these next two stories, we're building a dystopia just to make people click on ads. And then billionaire ex-Facebook president Sean Parker unloads on Mark Zuckerberg and admits he helped build a monster. This is something I've seen just over the past, I don't know, month or so, not even a month, the last couple, three weeks. There's this sudden pushback on social media, this sudden pushback against the Google algorithms, the Facebook algorithms, kind of uh, this dawning awareness that we're really being manipulated by this stuff. And I don't know if you – have you had a chance to watch that video, We're Building a Dystopia, just to make people click on ads? I have, yeah. Uh, yeah, so she tells, this, she tells this great story about uh, – she tells two stories, actually. The first one she tells is she bought a pair of boots – and then here's this pair of boots popping up every time she's on email, every time she's in Facebook. Right? right? It's like the the boots follow her around. That's okay. It's a little weird, but we can all live with that. That's and and, and I think that's what we kind of think of these algorithms doing. But then she tells a story right. about being on YouTube that was a little more chilling. I think just a little yeah. bit, yeah, a little bit more sobering. Which is that you should watch the video. But what it comes down to is, if she watched something about the alt right. They'd serve her up videos about anti-Semitism, right? If, if, if she watched something about anti-Semitism, they'd serve up videos about how you can become a Nazi. You know? and, and she gave other examples, too. If, if she wanted to watch videos about vegetarianism, it's going to offer her videos about veganism. And, and she well, gave other examples, well, too. 
Well, one example she gave is that she was talking with a friend about a particular restaurant, a private conversation Mm -hmm. about a restaurant she had never been to before, never really given any thought to before. And then like within, within a short period of time, like within hours, she's being delivered up ads for that particular restaurant. Now, she wasn't even online or anything. It was like her smartphone that was listening in or something. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and delivering up that ad. Now, that's really chilling. I mean, it's, uh, that is. Well, that's is just, there too. That, yeah. That's scary because if it's listening, obviously that's like they got to stop doing that. But oh, yeah. if, it's, oh, yeah. if it's figuring that out around her other behavior – and she doesn't even see how, right? It's a right. conversation she's had, but she's doing things and it's figuring it out. That's really scary too. I mean, it's almost scarier if it got to that place without listening, right? Because, right. because at that point, the algorithms are it's, reading her mind. There's some sort of deep background algorithm of her life that she doesn't yeah. quite understand, but the machines do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and, 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 and at that level, the YouTube... That than if it was listening. Yeah, at that level, the YouTube one seems kind of simple-minded, but, but her point about that was, she was never hard, you know, she said, you're never hardcore enough for YouTube, right? It's always going to show you something a little farther down the road. And you wonder why people have become so extreme ideologically and why we hate each other so much. And I wonder, well, geez, it's just these algorithms just constantly yep. pushing us in the, you know, the most extreme direction that we can, that we can well, possibly you go. Know, I, I, I've said before, Phil, that, uh, you know, I've gotten to where I stop watching media I agree with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I you know, I, I because what they do is they serve up to you every day what you ought to be outraged about. Yes. And I don't yes. have enough energy in my life to be outraged about <laughs> all the time. Every yeah. Single day. And of course, there's there's so many good things that could be said about YouTube as well. I mean, if you're interested in learning practically anything, what a tool that can be. But but yeah, there's uh, there's there's a dark side too. Well, if your interest in more better good things could be as sticky as your interest in more outrageous things, then the algorithm would work that way. Because all it's trying to do is keep you there. All it's trying to do is show you something that will make you stay there and click on YouTube and be on YouTube longer. That's all. That's, you know, it it has no ulterior motive. It's not trying to divide society or make us miserable or, or even, it's not even trying to outrage us. It's trying to keep us there. That's the, (laughs) that's the whole purpose of, the algorithm, but how powerful that is in terms of covert social engineering. And we don't even know what it's doing to us, right, long term. We, we don't even know what's happening to us as we slowly over the years respond to clickbait. And I think, you know, I think you're right to to just tone down on, on media you agree with, but you're yeah. being served up clicks, all you know, links all the time too, yeah. right? What are you clicking on, Stephen? You, it's, it's hard to say. Well, I'm not going to click on well, that because somebody. I have like a uh, with with YouTube. Me, uh, I, what I do with YouTube primarily is I subscribe to channels on YouTube that I find interesting. Yeah. And I try not to I try not to use their algorithm at all. Uh, yeah. You know, occasionally the it'll it'll serve me up some video that is outside of those channels that I've subscribed to, and hey, this looks interesting, and and it and it might you know, might give me a new channel to subscribe to. But I try not to just click deeper and deeper and deeper into, you know, some, some path that is preordained. You know, I've got a big enough subscription list. <laughs> That's all the video I need, right? You can quite easily build yourself a, uh, in a way, a, a network that's, that's centric, right? You could, you could build yourself something and never, and never get, out of the, 
get outside of your subscriptions if you wanted to. And right. Yeah, that seems safer. One kind of snarky response I saw to this video was, oh yeah, we live in a world now where they've created massive databases to show us exactly what we want to see and sell us goods that we want to buy, and that's a dystopia. And I'm like, no, that's not the dystopia. Obviously, that's not it. The, you know, the boots that followed her around, that wasn't the scary part. The scary part is that the algorithm is completely ruthless, that the algorithm doesn't care about anything except for what we click on. And I think this Sean Parker's comments kind of fall in line with that. He's talking about Facebook, not YouTube. But it's, but it's the same idea. And this quote, God only knows what it's doing to our children's brains, I think is, that is a valid question to ask. I mean, what's it doing to our grown-ups' brains too? But what is it doing to kids' brains to have their behavior driven inadvertently by an algorithm that has no interest other than just keeping them fixated on, on that program? Hours and hours. Yeah. As if children have a problem not wanting to watch uh, video enough, right? Uh, exactly. You know, of course, the same thing could have been said about TV uh, a couple of generations ago, right? This new thing I, for uh, us, us old people to be worried about, perhaps. But it's, uh, I, I think this is a legitimate question. Really, I don't think you could say the same thing about TV that you could say about Facebook. TV was either yeah. you turned it on or you turned it off, right? And you could watch it for a long time, and you could, you could get hooked on shows, but it wasn't, inter it wasn't responding to you. Right. Yeah. It it, it yeah. wasn't building a profile of you in order to capture more of your time. It, you right. you had to sort of give yourself it, it, to it. TV by by necessity, TV was broad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the era where the TV is watching you watch it and learning what you like and developing schemes to keep you watching TV. Um, you know, it's sort of you know my board game hobby, for example, Phil. I mean, uh, my family they think I'm crazy because. You know, they'll come in and I, are you watching those board shows again? <laughs> if I uh, did not have YouTube to keep me interested in this stuff, you know, I might have stopped at a couple dozen board games and been done with, right. my, you know, done with it. Right. But uh, there's always something new to, to, you know, a new game, a new, uh, I, I do something associated with a hobby. And you, board gaming is pretty benign, but there are, are other things that you can get deeper and deeper into that are not. So I can, I can see how that could potentially be a problem. Well, just know that YouTube is driving you to the extreme edge of board gaming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a wall of games up here, Phil. I, yeah, I, yeah I, exactly. I, you're, you're there. You are the extreme edge of board gaming. I mean, that's the great thing is there's some stuff you can be on the extreme edge, you know, of quilting, right? Yeah, of, or whatever. You know, collecting right. and it's not that problem. commemorative it's not problem. figurines, right, of board games. And it's okay. <laughs> you hit the extreme edge. Redefine it. Who cares, right? It's, right. It's, it's all good. And the algorithm doesn't care either. As long yeah. as you're, you're putting the hours in, right? The algorithm's happy, everybody's happy. It's, it's the fact that it doesn't care, that it's completely indiscriminate as to right. whether it's feeding you, you know, board games. Well, or you know, I don't know if a, a algorithm that doesn't care is more scary than the algorithm that does. What if, what if YouTube, you know, on their own, they decide, you know what? Google, the, the company behind YouTube, decides. Sure. There are some areas we don't want people to be interested in. We want to guide people. We want to shepherd them to these good areas. That becomes a problem too, doesn't it, Phil? Well, I've thought about this. Now, I certainly don't want to be manipulated. Right. If, uh, if, if, but if I'm going to be manipulated, it would be nice if they would manipulate me in a more positive direction. I'll say that. It, rather well, than taking taking people to the extreme end of everything definition i mean for example somebody that's a a gun enthusiast 
doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a uh, you know it doesn't have to be a Timothy McVeigh type, right? Right. And uh, and they're being led away from videos that have anything to do with guns, for example, uh, because Google doesn't think that's a good thing necessarily for you to be watching, right? I don't know. That's there are those who would say that's hey, that's not cool, you know? Yeah. Um, well. Th- of course, the way the way it works though is if you're interested in guns, the next thing you know, it's going to get you into a militia, right? It, it, it's, right. it's not it's it, it working on its own. It's doing some social engineering, and you're saying, well, we wouldn't want the overt stuff because that's not you know it's not fair for them to get ideological, and it's like, well, okay, but without the ideology, it is tearing us apart, right? So I don't know. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a tough question. Well, if if they're going to shepherd us, right? They they need to be at least open about it and say, "Okay, here's here's the things we're doing, okay? Uh to to discourage these these darker corners of the internet." To me, if they're if they're open about it, maybe that's not as bad as if they're doing it covertly. Here's what I'd like to see. The, the, because the content always seems to go in the most one way. It's the most divisive direction and it, it could just be because that's what grabs the clicks it's it's simply going to the most clicked stuff well there ought to be content out there in the world that if if you viewed that you would feel more empathy towards people who are different from you right right so, so not not a program of them going in and deciding what social topics are worth discussing and which ones are, are not but more like correcting the algorithm so that's pushing people more towards each other somehow than driving them apart. That's what that's what I'd like to see. And maybe there's no maybe there's no good way to do that. But I agree with you. I, I think if if they get if they put themselves in the here's the content you should be viewing, that's even more appalling than what's happening right now. But right. if the algorithm could somehow be pushing nudging people closer together rather than than driving them apart, you know, that might be a little bit of a a good step or if the algorithm just decided to get boring and shut you down after a while you know that might be a responsible thing for them to do too you know, even casinos have a point where they have to tell people maybe you've gambled long enough right <laughs> it's uh, uh let's call it a day sir yeah yeah maybe maybe youtube yeah. maybe the algorithm needs to do that too it's like ah oh, you know what we've We've shown him enough clay. We've shown him enough things to click on. He needs to. Uh, he needs. He needs to knock off. For when you look down at the bottom of your YouTube screen and there's no recommendations, you you've been there long enough. Yeah, so. we recommend you go do something else. That's what we recommend now. <laughs> that would be good. Like uh, that would be good. Well, uh, be, because if it's beginning because, to show you uh, suggestions on videos on how to get a life, you know. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, here's things you can do besides YouTube, right? Watch some of those for more. Because here's here's the thing, okay? We never needed a layer between us. Going back to AR, we never needed a layer between us and the real world to distort reality, right? And we and we never needed that algorithm to push us apart, right? We were always capable of doing those kinds of things, anyhow. Oh yeah. We're, so, we're tribal know, by nature. Uh, so. Yeah, human human beings are great at delete, deluding themselves and deluding others, and that's why this story is so attention getting. Teen girl posed for eight years as married man to write about baseball and harass women. Now here here's our reality problem come full circle because remember we heard about these kinds of stories all the time when the internet was new, when when people were first going on the web and getting into chat rooms, and you know twenty twenty five years ago you were hearing about this. These people have this relationship going on. It turns out this woman is actually a 47-year-old overweight dude, you know, living in his basement, right? And th- those those yeah. kinds of stories. And I think that phenomenon has never gone away. 
it just isn't as attention getting as it used to be. But right. this one gets your attention because just the brazenness of this, and I, I, I guess the going deep nature of the deception, right? This kid starts out at age 13, develops an online persona because she thinks it would be easier for her to be a baseball writer as this older guy than as a 13-year-old girl. And it gets completely out of hand, and it turns into this bizarre thing where she's, you know, they say harass, you know, I think abusing, emotionally abusing women online in part. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to get my head around why a, <laughs> you know, teenage girl would, she must she must have in her mind that this is how a, a man needs to be or something. I don't know. Well, that's, that, see, really that's odd. That's my point. It, to, to some extent, yeah. you have to look at this and go, okay, well, maybe this is just a really messed up kid. And I think there's got to be some aspect of that going on. Okay? Just, so we'll, we'll take right. that and say, okay, well, there's that. But there's something else here, too. She wants to create as compelling and realistic a version of a man as she can. And so she creates yeah. this total creep who manipulates women, right, who you know, tries to have Right. Uh, affairs with them, threatens them if they don't send him nude pictures. You know, it's like this this vis- this version of what a man acts Weird. like, of how you compelling, you know, how you convincingly act like a man is kind of this digital world chat room distortion of what a man actually is. Right. It's a it's a a very well, bleak image. Hope right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm not to say there aren't guys like that. Right. But there's some guys who aren't. And right. yet that. And yet, that's the picture she takes, and I think that goes it, kind of it, goes back it's to the almost whole... as if Phil, looking out on the world, she sees the Harvey Weinstein's of the world and how well they're doing, and she decides to become a digital Harvey Weinstein in a way. Well, or, or she decides right. that that's what a successful man is. Yeah, she, you know, oh, oh, successful men. That's that's how they behave. And I think there is some little echo for me in this story of what the woman in the YouTube video said about you're never hardcore enough for YouTube, right? Here, yeah. here's, here's this young person raised on digital interactions, raised on the digital reality, and that's her version of a guy. That's a little scary to me, okay? That's, yeah. <laughs> to me, that's, it, as, wow. that's, that's the worst possible, well, one of the worst answers that we can get to what is this doing to our kids, right? Yes, exactly. And so if you're not scared enough by that story... Why total immersion is virtual reality's future. So let's just let's just follow the follow the logic here. Okay, forget about putting a layer between us and the world. Yeah. We'll just close off the world, and we're going to go into total VR, total immersion VR. Now, this all sounds really negative, and I'm not really ne- I'm not really down on these technologies at all. Let's swing back. Okay, I think AR is awesome. I can't wait to walk around with goggles on and have you know dragons flying around in front of me and people popping up and talking to me <laughs> well, the whole thing ar is dragons. cool i just i just want uh the people you know the, these these ar goggles to remind me of uh the name of the person that i'm supposed to know the that name, too right that too yeah, yeah absolutely i i want all the useful stuff too but i you know there's a lot right. of fun stuff we're gonna we're gonna be able to do with ar and i'm looking forward to that as well vr same thing there's all kinds of profound educational and therapeutic even applications for VR and spiritual and just you name it. The whole human experience, I think, is going to get a boost from virtual reality. And the, the entertainment industry is never going to be the same. Nothing's ever going to be the same once we have VR. It's going to be awesome, but dangerous. AR, dangerous, right? VR, that much more so. And 
there's the reason, right? I mean, if you can get that wrapped up in a complete misunderstanding of what's going on, if people can be led down the road just by email and chat messages, how yeah. far down the road can they be led by AR or by VR, right? I mean, right, right. If you can live in a world where, where the consequences of your actions are completely different than they would be in the real world, right? Then, I mean, you're training yourself in a way to, I mean, be a be somebody that would be completely dysfunctional, perhaps, in the real world, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, I think that in addition to preparing ourselves for these technologies and for the real impact they're going to have, and looking forward to have all the fun we're going to have with them, we've really yeah. got to swing it back and say, well. How do we define all these interactions anyway? How do we know when we're really talking to a real person? How do we, how do we grasp what real information about the world is? And we're, we're actually at square one on this. It's almost like we're back to the drawing board, and we have to start rethinking all this from the get-go. And we don't have much time because we're online all the time anyway, and the technology is only going to get more intrusive and more immersive. So, Wow. Yeah. We're out of time, but I guess that's the very positive note I have to give us something. Stephen, wrap it up here in a positive way. I've, I've run out of steam. Man, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Video games <laughs> it is going to be really, fun. Really fun. Ah, good one. There's a huge <laughs> downside, but you know we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So That's um, right. That's right. Just stay tuned. Well, we can't solve the reality sandwich in one show, but just know that these are issues that we're going to keep looking at and keep talking about. It's going to be a, it's going to be a big topic for us in the months and weeks to come. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition. We're going to be back with an amazing Wednesday show, so we look forward to being with you all then. Stephen, it's been great talking to you. And until next time, live to see it.